Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast, where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin. I'm the National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA. I'm joined today by three other lovely folks, but this podcast is brought to you today by our friends at Tervis. All right, Tervis has been around since 1946, and they're celebrating 75 years in business. Started with their classic line. They've got sleek styles that make perfect for the active and on-the-go lifestyle. Tervis is the original double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps cold drinks cold and reduces that condensation. Backed by a made-for-life guarantee, Tervis is the original customizable double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps hot drinks hot or cold drinks cold. Available in several sizes, including a 16-ounce mug, 16 or 24-ounce tumblers, a 24-ounce water bottle. Uh, look, they're made from Triton plastic, made in America. They are uh, limited warrant or lifetime warranty, not limited, lifetime. Uh, dishwasher safe, microwave safe, and BPA free. Be sure to check them out at tervispromos.com. You won't be sorry that you did. Drop them a note that we sent you over there and say hello. Uh, but listen, like I said, joined today by three other lovely folks. Why don't we get to the, uh, the our, our normal uh, our normal get, uh, not guests, co-hosts. And uh, why don't we say hi to Meg since she's laughing at me. <laughs> hey, <laughs> had a couple, you know, outfit changes today because when I first logged on, it looked like I had jaundice. So we took off the yellow shirt, the background. We had to, I don't know. You were, you were a little jaundice. We, we said a prayer and did the rain dance and the, uh, the sun started to shine through the window a little bit. So you look, uh, you look, you look nice. I think Brendan, you know, based on the, uh, the, the meeting we just had the other day, Brendan probably did some stuff in the background. Oh, that's know. right. I did. I shamed him for not making me pretty. Like he yeah. made, look, yeah. That's probably, <laughs> I'm going to give him credit. Um, <laughs> McFadden, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How about yourself, Jeff? How are you? Oh, great, Stephen. Thank you for asking. That's so You're nice. Welcome. So kind. We are also joined today by Alina Ruben, Rubenstein. Yay, I got it right. Yes. I, I, that is perfect. All right. I'm, it, look, it's going to be a good podcast. Sorry. How are you, Alina? I am awesome. I'm so excited to be with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Very cool. So we're here to talk a little bit about uh, your, your new venture and live2.org. Org. Okay. Org. Org. Yes. Don't, don't check any other domains. Just live2.org. Okay. Yep. A <laughs> uh, little, little uh, insight. Everyone goes to the others. <laughs> Not edu is the one you got to watch out for. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. No, so live2.org. So Alina, just let's let's give you the quick rundown. Typically, what we do here on this show is we allow our special guest a, a good three to four minutes to introduce yourself, tell us all things about Alina Rubenstein, oh. and uh, basically just you know how you came into the promotional product space and what you've been up to since. Sure, yes, uh, three to four minutes is, is intense, but I'm gonna try and you stop me if I go past that time. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I always say, I wish I had like a really sexy story of how I got into this industry or like, or, or one that was special. Like my, my business partner, Scott was like born into this industry and he's got this beautiful history. And I'm like, when I follow his story, I'm like, I didn't know this place existed. Um, <laughs> so I actually, my first big girl job out of college was with Yellow Book. And, um, you know, it's, it was a very intense sales process, probably the best training I could have gotten in terms of um, developing thick skin. 
But uh, I knew very quickly it wasn't going to be for me. And there was a, a manager in the office and we always joked he bled yellow because he was so passionate about Yellow Book and he ended up leaving. And so that was a huge shock to the, to the office. And he reached out to me a couple of weeks later and he said, I want to tell you where I am um, now and see if you'd be interested to, in joining me. And I remember, I'll never forget, we met at a coffee shop and he was flipping through a catalog. At that time, it was um, a, a small catalog filled with screwdrivers and emery boards and talking to me about putting logos on them. And I'm like, I don't even know how to use a screwdriver, let alone like, how am I going to sell it? But what are, I need a change, so let's do it. So I entered the industry, um, I think it was 2009, 2010, um, selling screwdrivers and emery boards with Alexander Manufacturing. And um, I had a huge- I remember that. Yes, yeah, they're based out of St. Louis, great little um, company here, you know, and I had a huge territory about a year into the gig. I was just burnt out and I was uh, looking, talking to recruiters to get out of the industry. And I had one customer, I hung up the phone with a recruiter. My, one of my favorite customers called me and said, I'm not going to be a homewrecker, but I'm putting in your name with leads because a position locally just opened up. And I'm like, who's leads? <laughs> just like, so still new to the, to this world, not knowing anything. And um, he connected me with Scott Anderson, who is now fast forward mm -hmm. 10 years as my business partner. And, um, you know, three, four months later, I'm like, are we selling golden pins and totes or what? Um, he interviewed me, the long interview process, and I, um, I started with PCNA. And so I worked selling hard goods in this territory where I'm at, which is the beautiful St. Louis, Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska is part of my region. Um, I switched to the apparel side of our business. And then most recently before leaving PCNA, I was um, managing the central region. So it was, it was a wild, wild fun ride. Um, and one that was really hard to walk away from. Um, but, you know, I, I always like to look at the silver lining from this crazy world that we've all been living in. And um, that silver lining for me personally um, has been a taste of balance because I traveled a ton. My husband, husband traveled a ton and we've just, that was our normal. Like we have just constantly been on the road. Like who's watching the kids, managing schedule, managing from, from the road. It was just, it was intense. And then we were forced to quarantine and uh, we tasted balance and it tasted really good. And my husband started traveling back in June of last year. And we looked at each other and we said, our kids need more stability. One of us needs to be here more. So um, I made a very hard decision to leave. And uh, then, you know, it, it was um, really exciting to be, to find myself in a position and have a partner in crime and Scott, who also found himself in a position where he didn't necessarily want to go back to uh, the same lifestyle that he had, um, wanted to be a part of something bigger and, and give back to the industry. And uh, we developed this idea, started researching, and then Live2 was born. So that's awesome. And so we're definitely going to get into that. But first, I need to go back to the screwdriver thing. I can't believe you don't know how to use a screwdriver. I've learned how to use them. You literally just open your mouth and drink it. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? Being so new to this industry at that time, like you, 
I, I remember customers would be like, well, you know, for this project, we need bags and drinkware. And I'm like, why? You can have a screwdriver. Like what could be better? Like it totally, cause I was so passionate about my product and my line, you know, it was just, uh, but yeah, you, you probably could, but I wouldn't. <laughs> Fair enough. So listen, just so that everybody is aware what the topic is today, we're definitely going to talk live to and, and everything about live to, because I think uh, you've, you've been getting a lot of uh, publication and yeah. a lot of notoriety as of late. And uh, so you were actually mentioned to us by uh, Jason notes with promo pulse, who basically told us that we should definitely reach out to you and, and consider having you on as a guest. And so the more and more we looked into it, the more we thought it was definitely a great idea. So we want to talk about that and why you brought it to the market. Uh, you know, we'll talk self-education, maybe yeah. Uh, the trend and where that's going, uh, especially in in today's world, and then sort of the power of accountability as well. So we'll talk all those things. But, uh, you know, you'd you'd mentioned, uh, I think you'd mentioned something about COVID, uh, right? Like, it'd be kind of weird not to mention COVID. Um, So I don't know if you guys saw the news or not, but Texas basically, uh, I think it was today, they're they're basically rolling back and uh, opening up 100% and they're getting rid of the mask mandate and all that good stuff. So hopefully some other states will follow suit soon. Yeah, it sounds like uh, light is at the end of the tunnel, you guys, right? Yeah. I mean, just like uh, some normalcy somewhere. Yeah. I don't think and there still might be a delay in people wanting to take that step because they're still apprehensive. And I think that's fine. I think everyone's at different levels with this, but I do think we're not going to get anywhere if we don't start somewhere. And I feel like it's warmer down there. Finally, it's going to start coming up a little bit warmer up here. Slowly but surely, you know, I was actually in a meeting this morning and we're just waiting for the governor to just give us that word, really. So... Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, well, why don't we jump into Live2 and, uh, and why you brought it to the marketplace? What, what do you think? Where, how, how did this brainchild of yours come, come to light? Yeah, and what well, is it? What is it? So <laughs> Live2, um, as I mentioned, sorry, I'm going to fix myself here. Um, <laughs> Live2, uh, as I mentioned, Scott and I were on the supplier side most of our careers, like for 40 plus years combined, most of those years were from him, but um, 40 plus years combined. And, um, you know, I always say it's been such a gift because we've been able to work with so many incredible distributors between the two of us across the entire country. And we've seen um, some of the best of the best. And, And I always say we'd be absolutely crazy not to notice patterns of success and also patterns of failure. And so throughout working together and traveling together, you know, we've always seen what we thought a void in our um, industry is specifically for the distributor side around training. And there's a ton of incredible training out there already, but it was more (laughs) like consistent training within um, distributorships. And so, you know, we started to talk about this idea and it became a concept, an exciting concept to us. And we thought, well, there's this void, but is it truly there? Like maybe it's just our perception and, you know, we're in their offices, we spend X amount of time with them, but is that really an issue? Like, is that really uh, a pain point? And um, once we started to talk about this with some of our customers, we discovered that, yeah, it's a void and yeah, it is a big pain point. And it came from two sides. It came from the salespeople because, you know, everybody, number one question, and I know uh, some of you that are on the supplier side can relate, number one question when you come in, even pre-pandemic was, what's working out there? Like, what are people doing that's working, right? So 
even though this industry is so incredibly close and tight knit, we're still on an island. You know, whether you're a part of the distributorship or not, like people still want connection to what else is out there. And um, in terms of the ownership side of it, we were hearing things like, yeah, I know I need to invest in my salespeople, but I don't have time because I have my own book of business or I have to run a business. I don't have time to continue to educate them or continue to follow up with them. And so we thought, okay, now that we know that this is something that is real and that is something that is needed, um, let's start to build it. And we started to build out what our content would look like, which again, 40 plus years of experience ended up being a whole lot of content, which you know is, is great. And we build out Live to Learn, which is our course. And then we build out a community for people that graduate from the course um, to continue that momentum and continue the, the education. So that's in a, in a gist what we offer. Um, and one of the things that continue to come up is, look, if I'm an owner, what we heard was, I invest in my people, but then the training ends and that's it. And nothing gets implemented because they get hit with 100 emails that came in while they were at training and, and that's it. And um, so we thought, okay, we must add in accountability and we must add in something that is going to continue to keep them engaged, keep uh, them implementing the content and, um, and keep them moving forward, which will eventually make them successful. So that's interesting because I, I was going to ask why why do we need another educational outlet? What makes what's your biggest differentiator? And uh, I'm sure you've got a uh, no problem answering that question. And I think you kind of just did, but um, yeah, you know. Well, she offers so much. It's not even just the education, like what she said with the community afterward. It's like a whole like a platform of mentors. I would assume, right? I mean, I know I was listening oh, to some yeah. stuff. And you guys are a lifestyle brand. You're focused on the distributor, but you have communities, consulting, services, sales training, and I think the biggest feature is the sales training because, like you said, I can go into a, a customer, do product training, but then what? What afterward? And if I don't stay on that with constant reminders or constant, you know, little things that, that sales training could go away very easily. So is that what that's like? Is it? Yeah, no. And, and it is so much about the experience and we're actually almost all the way through taking the second class through our program and the experience that we're getting from our customers is honestly better than we have even envisioned it to be um, because it's, it's so engaging and exciting and so we split we have a class right we take people through the program as a class and then we break them up into accountability groups and so the small discussions that happen and scott and i are involved every step of the way the discussions that happen in these accountability groups are just incredible because people are really wanting to lift each other up as they're talking about implementing this content that they're learning but a lot of the learning happens in that setting too, you know? So it's just in the feedback that we're getting, it literally just fuels our soul. Like, I know that sounds so cheesy, but you know, like we're having best best month of the, of the year, best month of my career. And I mean, it's just, it's so cool. And I'm actually, I'm reading um, a book right now called Starting With Why. It's actually a, a module, Start With Our Why. Um, in our course. And one of the things that it talks about is how 
great leaders within organizations understand the value of having happy and inspired employees. And it's so true. When you see people just light up and reignite that fire, because I always say there's a fire, the spark is inside, um, but sometimes it just dims. And so to get somebody to reignite that is just the best gift for me. So Alina, as a, as a distributor, you know, who deals with hiring and training yeah. and whatnot, um, maybe you could talk just a little bit about like what that would look like. And, and I guess what I would be wondering, and I'm sure others are, if, if I've got a team, you know, do you, do you guys consult with the, the businesses ahead of time to like figure out how to, you know, do the training that's maybe integrates with their specific CRMs or their culture or their processes, or how does that, how does that experience look on a distributor by distributor basis? So that's a great question. We do have consulting services. We've done that in the past. Um, when it comes to having, let's say your group of people enter the course, um, obviously we would have a conversation. You tell us a little bit about your team members and then they get placed into the class we have everybody fill out an application because we split people up into accountability groups. Um, and, then, uh, and then we um, constantly stay in contact. In fact, one of the things that came out of our beta testing with uh, a lot of the owners is, look, I don't have time to go through the training, but I wanna be engaged. So what we do is if you're an owner and you invest in your team members, we send a, uh, coaching tips. So after every module that they go through, you as an owner receive a coaching tip around what that content looked like. And every module has about three to four sections that include tools. And we really encourage our owners to take a look at those tools and see what, the, uh, what your team members fill out so that you can understand what's important to them, what drives them. Um, you know, we, we have a section around valuing your time, segmenting your book of business. So, as an owner, that would be such an incredible information to, to understand, to know how you can continue to support your team. Awesome, yeah. Mm -hmm. I noticed you guys have a, a lot of like high powered distributors that have uh, you know given you a lot of good, uh, good critiques and uh, I guess recommendations on the website. So that's, it goes to show you a lot. I mean, how long have you guys actually been uh, up and, and running? I mean, to- How long to have they been live? Um, we launched in September. We launched in September. Now we did do a lot of beta testing. Um, we had three of the industries, I would say icons that kind of helped us build this uh, and put this together. You know, we, we bounced a lot of things off of them. We learned a lot. We learned a lot through the beta testing. And then once we started to, uh, to take people through it, it became, um, took a life of its own and yeah, we've had some incredible feedback and we've just been, like I said, really, really lucky. So that's crazy. You started a business in a pandemic. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. So knowing that, how did you take your, you know, your pre, your pre thoughts going into launching this brand new company in a pandemic? How did, I mean, obviously your thought process was completely different going into it. What rather if you had started this a year before or five years ago, yeah. so what, how did you determine Cause you know, I know I heard the podcast with you and, and, um, and Bill and Bill, you know, we all know we all were part of it when he did the whole brand of eight, you know, thing, and then you went into it, but I would like our listeners to hear the story as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's funny because never in a million years, obviously did we think a pandemic would happen. And I think I 
I'm going to leave my job and start a business in it. Um, but to be honest, like some of the things that were already um, needed and what the, some of the gaps that we felt like this business could fill just got amplified by the pandemic, right? So like the sense of connection or, or rather sense of not being connected right now, um, like all of these things that we, we wanted to to bring to market and give back to our industry that we've been a part of for so long, the pandemic just ended up create like putting a way bigger spotlight on it and creating a much bigger issue. So, and that wasn't our intent. We didn't know how long the pandemic was going to go on, but as we were building it, as we were testing this concept, we started to hear this is needed now more than ever before. I, so, I agree hundred percent on that. When yeah. when, in the very beginning, especially when nobody, when everyone was shut down and it's like, well, we can't sell anything because nobody's buying anything. So what do you do at that time? You could be proactive, but it was a little insensitive to be proactive and selling at that point. Um, I was encouraging my customers to, to just take education, take master classes, take anything that's available right now, because what else are you doing? Better yourself. And I think this is your platform is a really good opportunity for distributors to take that personal accountability and yeah. learn and learn how to like everything that you have should be absorbed. You know, I, I can't preach that enough. Yeah. And I actually, one of my favorite comments from a person that was signing up uh, for the, for this course that we're going through right now, she said, you know, I could come out of this pandemic and I can be pissed and I could be bitter and I could uh, come out and just continue to bring that to my customers, or I can use this time to be better and to learn something new and learn how to reinvent myself in this new new space and uh, that's what she did and she's loving it yeah you talk a lot about sorry about changing your mindset and I think it's a really big part of it and I I was going to keep this as my final thought but um you brought you know so I'll just segue right into it like I really like what you're doing on social media you've you've not you're not just hey here here's my product here's my product here's my product because that people just shut that off yeah you've taken it very personal and, and come on there and say, this is something that I've been doing to better myself. Um, and I really like how you talk about practicing gratitude and, and the whole, that's the one thing that really resonated with me is what's that one question that you're asking yourself every single day? That was, that was a mind blown experience for me. It really was like my heart's beating on my chest thinking about it. And this is a little bit of a segue into next week's guest as well. So I apologize, but every what, morning, what time is it? That's the one that I ask all the time. What time is it? What time? <laughs> well, <laughs> so, um, so I have in this connect over coffee talk on Clubhouse with Tim Hill and his wife Michelle, and every day they they end the discussion by saying, "What are you grateful for?" But it also it's based around the, that topic of the day. And and the other day they said, "What failures are you grateful for?" Oh, I love that so much. Right, but like for a second it was like dead silence. It was like crickets. Like nobody wanted to. I guess, talk about their failures and be proud of them. And I'm like, who's, who's not me. But then I actually thought about it. And I was like, wow, like everything that I've done to lead up to this point is, you know, started from failing at something. And I feel like if you don't fail, there's no change. Nope. And I, and from my years of practicing jujitsu, I've, I've learned and I've adapted into my way of life that you win some or you learn. Yes. Not necessarily losing. You are learning. And I think this all goes back to what you're doing. Like you have to have some failures in place. So I am grateful for them. It made me the person I am today, the mother I am today, everything. It's just, it's who I am based off those stupid little things that before I would might've been so embarrassed for or whatever, but 
it's taking that that way of thinking and changing it. And I'm, and you're, you're not like teaching that, but you are. And I love that you put that out there and it's not like, Hey, take my live to class. So I can, I can teach you how to be a better person, but you're really, you're, you're talking the talk and walking the walk. And I really like it. Thank you. Yeah. One of my all time favorite quotes that I heard that really became a part of my mentality is what if it's from Tony Robbins, I got to give that man a lot of credit for my <laughs> he's just incredible but he said what if everything in life happened for you not to you not just the good because it's really easy to be grateful for for things that are going right but what what about all the things that help us get to where we are that are stepping stones that are failures that are hard and when you can be thankful for them and you can think how is this happening for me in this moment right now it really does change the, the trajectory. I think that's really where the power of accountability comes into play, like you're talking about, because I think there's so many people in this world uh, that, you know, we're, we're not brought up today to really to think about our failures. So, Meg, when you were talking about your, your clubhouse chat with Tim, like the thing that, that, you know, why it was so silent is because people don't think about that. We're taught to have a really short memory and mm-hmm. to not focus on the failures and to not reflect on the issues that we've had throughout the day. And I think the power of accountability is so important and so magical because when you can start to embrace the failure, that's when you can really make change. And I agree, like there's, you can have a, a really shitty life, uh, you know, and then get to a certain point where you've just you've had a ton of success and you're like, man, and you can, you can either focus on all the, all the crap that you've walked through, or you can, you know, focus on the situation that you're in and really embrace that, you know, I mean, I don't want to go uh, religion, religion or anything like that. But you know, if you if you if you want to talk about the Bible, like Jacob is a perfect example of that, where you know uh, his his own family basically cast him out, you know, and, and sold him, and then he ended up, you know, and yeah, I mean, if you know the story, you know the story, you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, you know, I'd encourage you to look it up, maybe. But pretty cool. <laughs> it's it's no, a, a okay, smart, I do know the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And do you guys know who Sarah Blakely is? She's the founder of Spanx. Yes. Yes. I listened to yeah, one I'm of her fond interviews. Of her husband. What's that? I am fond of her husband. Oh, well, good. I'm fond of her. And she, she actually spoke at um, a show, uh, ASI Orlando show mm-hmm. like 12 years ago or something wow. like that or 10 years ago. Yeah, well, she... Yeah. She did an interview, um, I don't remember who it was with, but she talked about how her dad, every night at the dinner table, would sit her down and say, what did you fail at today? And she would, like, she said, if I didn't have an answer, he'd be pissed. She's like, so, but but when I did, he would celebrate the failure with me. And then we would talk about how I overcame that. And she said, that is the one thing that created a mindset for me of, just not being afraid to fail, but rather welcome it because then the next step is, uh, is beyond that. So that uh, is so amazing and so much more powerful than just awarding a participation trophy. Uh, <laughs> I teach my kids to play for blood. Winning's the only fun that we have here. So I don't know. <laughs> here. Well, that's amazing. Um, yeah. I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the live to give back portion of what you guys are doing I, as well. Yes. Um, so I, I'd love for you to tell, I read the story and I would advise people to go to .org backslash give back to read the little story, but um, .org, .org. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you want to just share a little bit about that, I think that'd be awesome. 
I will, and I'm totally not gonna do it justice um, because Scott's, um, the give back was created um, after Scott's uncle, uh, whom he was extremely, extremely close with, who was pretty influential in our industry, especially on the West Coast. His name was Jim Busher. Um, in fact, they uh, have an annual golf tournament in his honor to this day. And uh, Jim Busher passed away from pancreatic cancer. And Scott, like I mentioned, was very close to him. It, hit home, it was really tough. And, you know, once we develop, started to develop with two, this was really a non-negotiable for us is for him more than anything um, is to give back to, to this organization in honor of his uncle that has such a huge effect on him in his life. Yeah, thank like you for bringing that up. Cool. That story was really like it hit you because you could hear how passionate he was by when he said he was my soulmate. And I'm like, I, I get know. that. And it's so true. I know. So it's, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, no. So, do you think we should um, direct people to your social media, your website? Do you want to say that stuff? We can, we can put it in the in the groups, but or in the top, whatever I'm saying. Yes. So sure. we actually um, live to underscore insta because everything else was taken. Um, is our is our Instagram? We have a. a Facebook page as well. Um, and we have an online Facebook free community um, that we would love to get people to get involved in there. It, like I said, absolutely free. We do uh, engage in there. Scott and I, we're, we're posting videos, we're po posting content um, consistently in there. And it's just a way to introduce people to us and to our brand. So I would love people to join live to community on Facebook. Very awesome. Do you guys have any other questions or any other, anything I, else to bring up? Every time, every time I see a new company, I always want to know, how'd you come up with the name? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So we went back and forth a million times about the name. And, you know, we wanted, at one point it was like balance and it was the yin and yang. And it was like all these concepts that we wanted this brand to be about. And then at the end of the day, and again, I have to give credit to Scott, which I didn't realize he was so creative, um, but he, he goes, what about live to? Because we want to inspire people to live to be the best version of themselves. And it was like, light bulbs went off. Plus my daughter's name is Olivia. We call her Liv. So I mean, just a little bit, that's part of it. But, um, but yeah, it's live to be the best you can be. And that's what we really want people to, to, to have in the process when they're, when they spend time with us. Very cool. Cool. Love it. All right. Do we want to launch into a rapid fire then? What's that? <laughs> so if you were talking about before, rapid fire. <laughs> If you were sweating before, be prepared to sweat now. So we, it's so I know I keep, you guys keep seeing this tag. I've done like yeah. multiple. Yeah. No, Meg, don't bring it up. That was my question. Oh, okay. All right, rapid fire. Is right. it trendy to leave tags on your apparel? <laughs> <laughs> or have you ever worn a shirt with a grommet in the back? So. <laughs> Guilty. I have, I have on a yellow shirt, but for some reason, with the yellow lighting and everything, I just looked very jaundicey. And then it just happened. It just started going yellow again. I was like, no, yeah. I think it's the sun. So, yeah. 
So no, it's actually very tacky. And I kept seeing it and cringing every time, but I couldn't help it. <laughs> what do you guys think? Thanks, thanks for answering my question. How about you, Stephen? Is it trendy to leave tags on your <laughs> Um, No, I don't think it is. But I, Meg can pull off any trend. So she, she's rocking the, the tag sleeve. What, what, what about a hat? You know, a lot of people leave the stickers on their hat. I, I drive think that's, crazy. I don't like crazy. it. It's I do it all the time. You leave it, you leave it on? All the time. Not necessarily tags on hats, but stickers. Yes. I love oh, the stickers. metallic ones. Okay. Yeah, no, do you I was eat say, like your granolas with the wrapper on you're still? You're a cereal returner, aren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. But no, and you know what else I do that's kind of in the same uh, category? Like when I get a new iPhone and it's got the cover, I will go as long as I can to not pull that cover up. <laughs> and it snorted. <laughs> um, so trendy or not, it's happening. Happening. Why don't we go to you next? What is your rapid fire question for this group? Coffee or tea? Mm. Coffee all day. What time of the day? Just answer the question. If you don't drink tea, <laughs> shut up. I do drink tea, you shut up. <laughs> I like that. I like the. I like the fruity and flowery, floral kind of teas. Yeah, though. I know you do. Like chamomile. You know what, Meg? <laughs> you know what, Meg? You We're about fight? to entertain this crowd. You want to fight? You want to step? No, in? Hey, uh, fight, just going to redirect you guys words. back. Coffee or tea? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go coffee. Oh, I will go coffee. But I did try one of the fruity teas yesterday, and today I'm doing the tea. So I'm coffee potentially transitioning to tea. Yeah, yeah. Coffee See, for me, it's it's a it's a caffeine thing. Like I I actually like I'm a little bit addicted. I get like those caffeine migraines if oh, I don't okay. like drink coffee. So isn't there caffeine kinda, in tea? Oh mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, but you know, not really. <laughs> not enough. It depends. On, it, well, it depends on the tea. On the tea, if you're drinking like a black tea or a, a green tea. Anyhow, we're off the rails. Meg, what Meg? is your question? <laughs> All right. Um, what is your? Who is your celebrity crush? Crush. Oh man. <laughs> oh, like physical crush or mental crush? Ooh. Just to answer the question, Alina. <laughs> I will go Tony Robbins all, I mean, I just would love to be around him all the time. Good old banana hands. Every time you mention Tony Robbins, I, it comes up it's from the old uh, Shallow How movie. I know, yeah. I know, but he's a lot more than that. Fair enough. <laughs> God, all right. I, I don't know how to answer this question because I, I would have I said The Rock before. The Rock was my man crush. <laughs> Now I don't know. Okay. Do you, do you not like him anymore? For some no, reason, I do, maybe, I like, do but he's selling out. Or... He's selling out a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, first he came out with the tequila line, which was cool. Now he's like pumping out this energy drink. And it's like, dude, that's so fake. Come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm with you. I'd probably be Isla Fisher or Anna Kendrick. Isla Fisher. That's awesome. Isla, Isla Fisher. That's Isla, yeah. Well, All right, I'm about to get in <laughs> she can, trouble. She can correct me. <laughs> I'm about to get in trouble. Next question. All right. Alina, what is your rapid fire question for us? Night or day? Are you a morning person or a night owl? Night. Uh, I'm a night owl. 
Yeah, I'm not a morning person, so. <laughs> I turned into a morning, morning. after I started having kids. I'm trying. I, I trained this kid. I <laughs> myself up really early, and then that's, that's how I'm, like, trying to train myself to be more disciplined by, like, starting off earlier in the day, because I've read a lot of stuff. So you were talking about Jesse Itzler's wife. Uh, what was her name? Sarah, the Spanx lady. Yes. So her husband's name is uh, Jesse Itzler, and he wrote a book called Living with a Seal. And it is one of the best books you'll ever read. There's an audio book as well, if you don't like to read, uh, but phenomenal read. And uh, it just really makes you just want to be better. And so uh, it's been a while since I've read that, but it kind of reminds me of that, just trying to be disciplined in your day. Yeah. And that's when I say after having kids, it's not because of them. It's because that's mama time. Yeah. Like that is when I get an hour and a half to two hours of to do me time. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, well, thank you. <laughs> absolutely. That was a really good, uh, really good episode. But uh, again, this one was brought to you by Tervis. Okay. They added stainless to their well-established line about two years ago, <laughs> the goal of being better than the competition by utilizing state-of-the-art uh, custom 360 degree, 360 degree printing, uh, UV printing available in four sizes, a 12, a 20, a 30, or a 24 ounce water bottle. And now a 24, 30 or 40 ounce wide mouth bottle, um, five-year warranty, 18, eight copper lined vacuum insulated. They keep your drinks hot for up to eight hours and they keep your drinks cold for 24 hours. You got to go check them out at Tervis promos. You won't be sorry that you did definitely, uh, do that, uh, after the show. And then also go check out live Two on all their socials, the Facebook community. Yes, org. All right. <laughs> thank you for having me guys. Oh, uh, thanks for coming. We had a, we had a good time today. Thank you. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.